me over to Exodus chapter 20. We want to talk about Moses for just a little while this morning. Not just Moses, but God and what God done and what Moses did. But I want to go back over, and I know the scripture's not up there, but back over in chapter 19 and verse 19 to bring us up to the message where God spake. And he said, And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, listen to this, Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. That would preach right there. Amen. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, or say to the people, lest they break through into the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priest also which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, Set bounds about the mount, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, Moses, get thee down, and thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron, with thee, but let not the priest and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. Heavenly Father, this morning as we stand before you this morning, Lord, God, you know every heart in here, you know my heart, you know everyone's in here, Lord, this morning. God, we thank you, Lord, that you've done moved, and that just lets us know and you signify, Lord, that you're in the house here today. God, I pray, Lord, this morning that we'll be obedient, each and every heart here, and whatever, God, you lay on our hearts, I pray, God, that we'll do it this morning. Father, I pray this morning that we'll just open blinded eyes and deaf ears that we might see, hear, and receive in our hearts, God, what you have for us this morning. Because, God, we know this morning that you brought us into this life, and you didn't bring us in this life just to do nothing, but you brought us into this life for the purpose, and that purpose is to worship and serve you this morning. So, Father, I just ask now, God, your blessings on this word. I ask your blessings on these people. In the precious name of Jesus and all God's people, said amen. amen. Now, we all know about Moses. We know that Moses, God sent Moses when he was up on the mountain there feeding his father-in-law's stock. We know that God appeared to him, and we know that God appeared to him how? Well, let me ask you, how did God appear to Moses on the mountain? How did God appear to him? And how? He appeared to him in a burning bush. And you remember what he told Moses? When Moses saw that bush on fire and a voice coming out of it, and I can imagine that Moses was scared. I would have been, wouldn't you? If I was up on a mountain by myself and all at once I seen a bush, but it just wasn't a bush. The Bible said it was on fire, but it wasn't consuming. It wasn't being burned up. But I guess what I've been scared of when I'd heard a voice coming out of that bush 
And he told Moses, he said, Moses, said, take off your shoes because you're on holy ground. How many believe we're on holy ground this morning? We're on holy ground this morning and we're serving a holy God today. Amen. But we've come not only to serve him today, but we've come to wash him today. Worship him. And so after this, God told Moses, he said, Moses, go down and tell Pharaoh to turn my children loose and let them go. Because Pharaoh and his army, the Egyptian, had overturned and took God's chosen people into captivity. Why? Because God's people turned their back on God. Now, when we turn our back on God, we're going to be in trouble. Amen. Not that God don't love us, but sometimes God allows us to go through things to get our attention. Amen. And so Moses said, well, who should I say that sent me down there to tell Pharaoh them people wants to kill me? And God said, you tell Pharaoh that I am sent you, and he'll know who you mean. So then we see that he went down and he led the children of Israel. Pharaoh finally let them go and then tried to recapture them. And you know the story of that, how they all drowned in the sea. But on their way, it would have took them how many days to get from Egypt to the promised land that God promised them? I believe, was it 40 days? 40 days, but how many years did it take them to get there? 40 years. So they, why? Because they were disobedient unto God. Well, after God had sent Moses and told Pharaoh to turn them loose, and they turned them loose, and God had set them free. And he had promised them the land of milk and honey. But what did they do? Before they got across the sea, they began to complain and murmur, didn't they? And after they got across the sea, God fed them. Amen. He fed them every day. And every night, and he sent, and he showed them a light to go by, a fire to go by by night and by day. But they grumbled and mumbled about everything. And so God let them wander around for 40 years. And those that had left, most of them, or for most of them died out because of disobedience unto God. Do you think today that America has turned their back on God? America has definitely turned their back on God. Now this message, when God gave it to me, God spoke to Moses and told Moses what to speak to the people. Well, God gave me this message and He told me to speak it to the people this morning because the same God that spoke to Moses and Israel, that same God is the same God that's still alive and remain and still sitting on the throne this morning. And He's the same God that led Israel out. And if we ever get led out of this mess that we're in, uh, it'll be because God's people will start listening and turn back to God. Amen. That He'll lead us out then. But until America turns back, things is going to get worse and worse and worse. And so it said in verse Chapter uh, 20, verse 1, it said, And God spake all these words, saying. Now, God had told Moses to go down and speak these words to the people. So it was God speaking to the people uh, through Moses this morning. See, God speaks through us preachers. He speaks through us teachers. Amen. Amen. 
He may not be here in person with us, but God has always had a people, amen, and God will always have a crew that's going to follow Him and listen to Him, just like as I look over uh, this congregation this morning, uh, 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 Brother John, and I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful to be just one a part of this congregation this morning because I know most of and when we come out, we come out, we've been set free, we know we're set free to come out and worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, and I want, the Bible says who the Son is set free, He's free indeed. So if you're not free this morning to worship Him, uh, ever how that He tells you to worship Him, then you've not been set free this morning. But praise God, you're in a good place to get set free this morning. But God spoke after they were free, and God, and He said, and God spake all these words, saying, "Now this is the Ten Commandments." I remember Connie said one time, Connie Kim said, I believe it was a little granddaughter. I'm not for sure, but she said one time, just a little thing, and she said, uh, her little granddaughter, ever who it was, said, "God has ruled." How many believe God has ruled this morning? How many believe that them ruled is for a purpose this morning? How many believe that if we're going to get to heaven, we're going to have to follow God's road and not somebody else's road? So it said that God spake all these words, saying, verse 2, it said, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. God spoke these words. What did He say? He said, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And He said, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Now I want you to notice there in chapter 20 there, in verse 1, the second word, And God, and God spake. And if you'll notice, any time that God speaks, it is in a capital G. But notice on down here what I just read in verse 3. It said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Not no other god, but God. So that tells us that we can all have gods. Amen. And that was a little capital G there. Why is that? Because uh, they ain't but one living God today. Amen. And He's the one who spoke this whole world into existence. I know you probably heard and I have heard before a lot of times, uh, well, uh, 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 we were just, uh, uh, we came from monkeys. How many of you came from a monkey? Well, that's proven wrong, ain't it? And some will say, well, uh, that's just a big boom and everything was here. How many believe that? So these people that says all this crazy stuff, uh, they don't know who God is, period. Amen? Because you go back over to Genesis first, uh, chapter 1, you'll find out how we got here. The Bible said God created all things. Amen? He spoke and it was in existence. He said, let there be light and there's light. He said, he hung the moon. Uh, he hung the stars. Amen? He sent the rains. He dried up the rains. He drove, drove the uh, water from off of this land. It was covered all of his covered in water. Uh, and Jesus spoke, God spoke, and it dried up, and that's where we're at today. God dried up right where we're at, standing or sitting this morning. One time, this whole earth was all covered with water. How many believe that this morning? 
And the world said it was darkness over all the world. This same God that made heaven and earth and space. And he's speaking here today. He said, I shall have no other God before me. We've been learning and been teaching about that along the way on Wednesday night some, you know. And so, uh, 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 you know, but do you think their people has got other gods? Name some of them. What? Cellophone. Who said that? You're brave. <laughs> and the truth of what? Set you free. How many think your cellophone can turn into your God? How? How many of us are guilty of that? I don't have Facebook tell me that's one reason I don't. I've seen too many with it, and they stay on them all the time. Tony's talking about busy to, or uh, being nosy this morning. <laughs> but he said, we can, anything we put before God and love more than we love God and give more time to it than we do God, that becomes our God. And it can happen. Hey, man, it can happen. You know, Jesus said, there'll come a time you'll have eyes to see, you'll have ears to hear. But he said, you won't do it. Why? Because he said, you have hardened your heart. Now, you think that a lot of people today has hardened their hearts. I believe sometime, and I was sitting there, and I don't mean to be judgmental or nothing, but I, I just look around me, and I see people, I listen to people, I listen to people, and it seemed like there's more and more and more people falling, falling away from God. You say, how's that? They're just not listening to God. We've all, sometimes we go through these times that we don't pay attention to what God says. We'll pay attention to everything else and what everybody else says, but we don't pay attention to what God says. That's not very popular this morning, is it? He said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Let me go on down through here. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord thy God am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity, the sins, of the fathers upon the children, your children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. When God said, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them or serve them, I tell you what, sometimes I see it, you know, and, and well, I'm ashamed to tell you, I ain't watched it for a long, long time. 
but years ago, there was a rancher, and they called him King Lawler. Does anybody remember that? Oh, they some of you remember that. Wore a crown and all. And I quit it one day when he'd come on there and King Lawler, you know, this robe on and this big. And I just thought, you don't need to be a watching him because he ain't no king. Amen. They ain't but one king, and he's sitting on the throne this morning. <laughs> Amen. But it said, Thou wilt not what do what? It said, Thou shalt not make it to the any grave any or any likeness of anything in heaven or above or so on and so forth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for the Lord thy God am a jealous God. What I'm going to say, you ain't going to like, probably. Well, if you don't do it, if you're not guilty of it, you'll like it. But do you think there's people today and churches today that's bowing down to their pastors? Somebody talk to me. Do you think there's people today that is bowing down to their church. Do you think these people today, now here I may get in trouble, but I'll stay in trouble anyway. But don't, do you think this morning that there are a lot of people bowing down to their president? Y'all can hear man louder than that. Do you think there are people that's bowing down and following the leaders of our nation that is bowing down and praising them when they, what is the matter with America today? What's the matter with people today? Can't they open up their blinded eyes that God said they'd have and see where this nation is headed at? You say, Ralph, are you preaching on the Democrats? I'm preaching on Republicans, Independents, anybody that is leading our nation down the wrong way. Amen. And their people absolutely worship them. It don't matter how bad our nation gets. It don't matter what laws they pass. Uh, hey, man, they still bow down to their leaders uh, and praise them and go vote them right back in. Let me tell you something, friend, this morning. When we do that, we're going to answer for it just like they're going to answer for it. If we are Christian, call ourselves Christians or not, if we vote for what they believe in, if we vote for killing babies, uh, that is murder. And the Bible says uh, you're going to be reckoned with one of these days. Hey, man. And they get up and say, well, the law said, and our government said, and our president said, I don't care who the president is, I don't care what laws they put in, uh, when it's those against the word of God, uh, you're going to answer for it and pay a price for it. Amen. Truth, brother. Oh, the law will say anything because they don't care where you go to hell or not. Just to get the praise and get looked up to and get a vote. Their, their politicians today will do anything to get a vote. Hey, man. Have they shut me off yet? Well, if they do, tell me because they may not hear it out there and see it, but you people will. 
And you can take it out and share it. <laughs> but that's a truth in it. Passing these laws now. That these, what is it, transgenders? These men can call themselves transgender and play sports with the women. That is sickness. That is wrong, church. And when the law says, well, it's all right for man and woman to marry, a man to marry man, woman to marry man. What does the Bible say over in Romans chapter 1 and 2? It said it's abomination in the eyes of God. Amen. Amen. Abomination is bad as you can get. And America sits back and we sit back uh, and we let it happen. Amen. Because we're, the church has got us scared and preachers has got afraid to get in the pulpit and preach it. Amen. Right, this may be my last sermon, but I'm going to make good of it. When the Bible says something is wrong, then it's wrong. And God said, don't bow down yourself to these people. I bow to no man or I bow to no woman. Except one, and that's God. <laughs> and it said, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. Listen, third and fourth generations, God can put a curse on our families. Do you think He's done that on a lot of them? Sure He has. And verse 6 said, And showing mercy unto thousands of them, listen to this, that love me and keep my commandments. Showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Aren't you glad among the thousands that is serving God and worshiping Him? Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now these is some of the do's and don'ts that that little gal was talking about. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. Now, I want to stop right there. There are some churches that take Saturday, some take Sunday. But to me, it makes no difference as long as you set aside one day absolutely for God. Now, I'm not saying them's the only two days that we're to worship God. Hey, man, I'm not saying that, and that might have sounded like it. It might sound like this is what the Bible says, remember the Sabbath day. But he's telling us to remember every day, hey, man, and worship Him. But what he's saying, take one day, uh, sanctify it, set it aside, and come and worship me and spend time with me. How did God tell me? He said, well, we ain't required to go to church but once a week, and that's on Sunday. 
How many feel that way? Let me tell you something. We can have a church and we can worship God anywhere, anytime we want to. And people say, well, preacher, I don't have to go to church to be saved. I don't know how many times. If I can find it. Over in Hebrews, it said, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, uh, full assurance, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience uh, and bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good work. Listen to this, not forsaking the, the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What is that saying? That's saying to forsake not to assemble ourselves together, hey man, as much as possible. I love church. I love God's people. Hey, man. That's the reason I'm coming about four times a week now. Spending time with some of them. I love people. I love to spend time with people. I love to reach out and help people. Whether it's just coming for prayer on Monday night. Man, we have some of the best services. Had a good one last Sunday night. There's a... Sort of a little different. I mean, the Spirit came, but He came in a still, sweet voice. I said, I don't care how He comes. I've been in them just like the day of Pentecost when it come in like a mighty rushing wind. Amen. People shouting and running and everything. Else. And I love it. I love it. There's nothing wrong with it as long as God's in it. Amen. But I've also been sitting there just for myself sometimes and all at once the sweet Holy Spirit just comes in. And just a rush comes over me. Have you ever been there? Well, let's get back to the Ten Commandments here. It said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days I shall work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the, the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy house. For in six days, listen, the, the Lord, in six days the Lord made heaven and earth. Who made heaven and earth? The Lord. The sea and all that is in, in them. And rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and howled him. What did he make the seventh day for? For, for who? For us, didn't he, brother? He made it for us. I'm afraid some people get their religion in front of what God was really meaning. 
and what he's talking about. He said, Honor thy father and thy mother. Mother, Hey, girls, look here at me. Did you just hear what I read? What did he say? And if you do that, what else? And thy days, let me find it, father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon where? Upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Honor thy father and the mother. And what did God say if you'll do that? What did he say he'd do? He said he'd what? He said he'd lend. He'd bless us, didn't he? How many of us has never disobeyed our father and mother? Let's see you, ain't it? I've got a bunch of rascals in here, ain't I? Well, let me separate that. How many of you men, men, has disobeyed God? I bet disobeyed your parents. You mean I'm talking to the men? Well, I think every man in here, right? Boy, I've got a bunch of honest men. Now then. How many of you girls and women have disobeyed your parents? I just asked the women, not the men. They voted twice, some of them. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so we're all guilty, right? Amen. We're all guilty. Now the Bible says we've all sinned and come up short of the glory of God. Amen? And so let me finish up. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. How many of us has done that before? Uh-oh, they somebody ain't never done that. Tony, they must not hear you this morning. Thou shalt not bear false witness against, one, against thy neighbor. Who's thy neighbor? Anybody that you're around. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. What does that mean? Want something that somebody else has got, your neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor. And all the people saw, listen to this, and all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off from that mountain. God told them not to get close no way. But when they saw this, Sometimes God will send something to get our attention. Now listen to this. I like this. And they said unto Moses, Moses, speak thou with us. Speak to us, Moses. And we, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. God, you think, got their attention? You'd rather for me to speak to you this morning than God, I can tell you that. 
And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God is come to approve or accept you, and that his fear may be before your faces that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt not, and so on and so forth. But what God was saying today, He said, I'm giving you the way to walk. And He has. This Bible is a way of life. And without it, we'll never make it to heaven. Amen. It's not just made to read, but it's made, not made just to carry to church, but what's it made for? What is the Bible for? To read it and to study it. I can preach it till my tongue fell out on the floor. You other preachers could do the same. We could teach it till we were not able to teach anymore. But the Bible says in the book of James, just hearing the word is not good enough. Amen. Not just hearing it, he's not, that's not good enough. That won't get you to heaven. But he said, be a doer of what? Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. What for church for is for us to assemble together such as we are now and to help one another, not judge one another, not vile one another, not do this and not do that. We're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to forgive one another. You say, well, so-and-so done this, so-and-so done that. God don't love your sin, but He loves your, you a sinner. Let me repeat that. God does not love our sin, but He loves the sinner. That's why He died, was for the sinner. He didn't die for the saint, but He died for the sinner. Romans 5 and 8, I believe it is, He said this. It said, while we were yet sinners, Christ commended His love toward us while we were yet sinners. The Bible said over First John, little John, it said if we say that we have, we have all sinned and if we say that we have a sin, we make God a liar and the truth is not in us. But I like the next verse after that. It said if we say that we have no sin, we make God a liar and the truth is not in us. But if we will confess our sin, confess our sin, God is true and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We all fail, just as Rodney sang that song this morning, beautiful song, I'm still on my way. In the 40 years, Brother Dean, I've failed many, 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 many times. And as long as I live, I'll probably fail many more times. But I'm still on my way. You know why? Because I got up and I kept on going. My dad told me one time, you're never a loser. When you get down, you're never a loser if you get up and keep going. You're never a loser if you get up. And I love what that lady said this morning. I once was saved, but I backslid on God. But she came back this morning. She came back this morning. And I said, 
You may have backslid on God. She said, I left God. I said, but God never left you. He knew where you was at sis all the time. And he was right to where you left him at, right? And he's right. If you're here this morning and you once knew God and you don't, and you turn your back and walk away from God, God still loves you. And he's still standing with open arms this morning. Just as the young lady this morning came back, it's time to come home if 